Hey guys, thanks for joining in on the first episode of the Onside podcast. I'm Alistair, founder of Onside, and I'm joined by Ajay Menon, who's the founder of Forza India, a football academy looking to establish itself in grassroots football in Mumbai. We're also joined by his colleague Vinay, who heads the social media and marketing for Forza India. We speak about how he got started with the academy, how he got his first customers, the challenges that he faced, the future plans of Forza India, and also his unique yet passionate support for Italian football. So let's kick it off. So Ajay, thanks for joining in. Take us back to how you got the idea for a football academy and why you started it. It all started with actually one random day when I was on a sales call. I saw a bunch of kids being coached, you know, and uh, that's when I realized that, you know, there is there is a gap, there is a space. Going for football coaching myself oh. and never really thinking about, you know, why did they make us run five, run, five uh, rounds of the ground? You know, and why were we playing like, you know, 20 versus 20? You know, those are things back then you don't think about it. But probably, you know, that just got me into a little more of research, figured out, um, you know, uh, the academies that are, that are existent in the ecosystem. Um, also tried to, you know, get the coaching. Uh, uh, I think being an Italian football fan, uh, coaching and management has always interested me. Tactics has always interested mm-hmm. me, you know. But didn't really realize that grassroots is totally something else. So uh, when I decided I'll, you know, uh, let me pursue the path of starting an academy. When I went to do a D-license, uh, the D-license badge, I thought I knew everything, you know, because come on, tactically yeah. you can't. But it's 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 not about tactics at that age. It's, it's all about, you know, getting the technique right, getting the kids to enjoy the game while learning it at the same time. So uh, I would say that, Although I realized what I was getting into, I fully didn't realize the extent of it until I actually did my coaching badge. That's when I realized that, you know, after, you know, finishing the D license, I realized that, yeah, there's a lot more that you can bring into the grassroots of uh, Indian football. And uh, there's a huge gap in terms of um, what goes around in the world and uh, what we've been doing wrong in India as a country, which is why... Uh, you know, we failed as a footballing nation. So simple things like, you know, you see the first team players, most of them don't have the basics, right? They don't know how to, you know, control a ball or, uh, you know, receive a ball rather or, you know, use the correct uh, weight uh, mm-hmm. while while passing. So that's that all comes in the grassroots. Mm-hmm. So if, if, you, if you're good uh, during the ages of 6 to 12, if, you, if you're always uh, improving at that age, once you become pro, those things come, you know, naturally to you. It's, it's cognizant. It's there in your uh, system. So uh, you don't really need to think twice to open up a body while receiving a pass. Or you don't need to, you know, uh, think twice when you're one-on-one with a defender and beating the man. So all this comes in the grassroots, which sort of fueled me more to, you know, get into it. Okay. Basically, yeah. So then when you decided, okay, I want to set up an academy, what was the thinking behind Forza? Is it because you have the Italian thing and yeah, so, what was the name? Yeah, so I'm a Romanista. So, okay. uh, yeah, so if you see most um, Italian clubs, um, uh, the, the chant or the uh, war cries, Forza Roma, Forza Italia. For... So Forza India came about while I was having a conversation with the AS Roma India, uh, AS Roma English admin. Oh, sorry. Okay. So uh, you know, it just it just turned out like you know, hey, that's that's a good name to to go, and um, it it eventually signifies you know a rally cry for India, like you know, come on India, okay. and I think that's what we need for football. So when did you start Forza Academy? So, um, April twenty eighteen, April thirtieth April twenty eighteen is when we kicked off. 
with a summer camp and uh, i had a colleague from my d license so both of us uh, started to test the model basically that so, was like a mvp to sort of say yeah so yeah he's still there uh, with us and um, so we just wanted to test it so from two things one is the the financial model we right. wanted to test it second is the technical model whether we are capable <clears throat> enough to deliver what we have learned during you know that time so uh, you know we had a month and a half till mid june uh, or just first week of june is what we did uh, or we called it as a summer camp and we got about uh, 11 kids participating in that and that sort of like you know um, was the litmus test that we passed that okay you know we can do this uh, this is doable and you know we can start slowly and and build towards something so uh, uh, once the monsoon uh, began in uh, in uh, 2018 uh june mid june onwards is when you started regular coaching so initially it was two days a week and then you know we started to grow slowly and gradually and uh, we we added in more batches so you know uh, kids of the same skill set and same age group are uh, together paired together in one batch uh, we got vinay in in october okay and uh, we got another person in uh, another coach and another person uh, to help us with uh, operations and sales so by october end now we were a team of five and we still are the core team basically um when i came in uh, uh, to do the social media per se but then he branched out to marketing digital marketing strategy content creation all of that from october 2018 till present um we right now so right now we have uh, five batches uh six batches actually that operate between goregaon and malad so our primary center is at the turf of inobit we also have a center at ryan malad uh we have one at andheri model town so six batches in goregaon malad and three batches in andheri and uh, we have close to about 70 kids and um five coaches in total um so apart from the core team of us five we have coaches who are there on a per session uh, kind of uh, thing on a part time basis yes. so that's where we are at the moment and how did you get your first customers or the first bunch of kids we distributed uh, pamphlets between uh, goregaon and malad and uh, the first person the, the child is still with us in the academy so um, we met them outside uh, in avid mall on the link road in their car they were coming <laughs> they were coming from some event somewhere mm-hmm. i think they'd gone for a movie or i don't know uh, but then you know we met them just outside and uh, so sort of negotiated and got him along with two other boys to come in so from from the building so that's how we got our our first uh, yeah. child our first kid to enroll uh, with us and i'm like we're really proud that he's still playing now with us yeah. okay so can you just break down your uh, you know your program so what are the hours like a, a typical day so in your academy what are the hours that you all train them and then what are the categories of kids that you all have yeah so we have now we have a u4 batch that's uh, okay. the youngest so we have about 3 and a half year olds also now with us okay. uh, we have a u7 uh, batch i would say which next year would be u8 um, and then we have a u10 batch that plays competitive matches we have a u12 batch that uh, is uh, a competitive batch U14 and U16, 
we also have a batch that uh, is known as a foundation batch that's for kids below the age of 13 about the age of 9 who have just started to play football you know who've uh, basically had the interest or probably mm-hmm. didn't have the interest were pushed by their parents n number of reasons but they're here just to learn how to play so what happens is that you know if if i put a 12 year old from the foundation batch which with a u12 batch uh the session completely completely goes haywire because the skill set is not oh, the same yeah, yeah so for them we've actually you know ensured that they have a different batch mm-hmm. so that you know we can focus more on the technical skills and they they don't get demoralized because you know the common uh thing that i've seen while i was doing my research is that you have uh, multiple age groups of kids playing together you know so you have a 7 year old and you have a 13 year old now the 13 year old eventually gets demoralized Yeah. and the 7 year old starts getting fearful because yeah. you know the yeah. 13 year old child is much more physically superior and dominant uh so that's that's a major uh, issue with grassroots uh, in in mumbai uh, where you see different uh, age groups of kids playing together so that's one thing that we wanted to avoid right from the word go we try to do our best in terms of you know getting the uh, batch wise thing done and uh, thankfully it is it, it it works out like 95% of the time for us and then do you all have it throughout the day or only in the mornings afternoons evenings when are the uh, sessions so usually so we train basically um, two times a week uh, in the evening so it's after school activities basically and um, that that uh, that is paired up with one match day in a week okay so um, uh, in one match day is a, a very ideal scenario so we play uh, leagues like the mdfa ypl oh, yes. sunday league and stuff like that we also play some uh, tournaments we play some friendly matches so in in a tournament maybe you know the child gets three matches together mm-hmm. so then the next two weekends we don't give any games because they've already covered the quota but typically the ideal day ideal uh, week for us or month for us is about 8 to 10 sessions with about 3 to 4 matches okay. so you know if you if you look at it in a year uh, it's close to about 48 to 50 matches that you know a child should get in a calendar year that's that's our goal yeah obviously sometimes you know it's less sometimes it's more because in in a tournament in a one day tournament you may end up playing like five matches in across two 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 days so mm-hmm. so uh, that's the ratio for us the golden ratio is is 10 match 10 uh, training sessions uh, per month and uh, close to about four matches in a month how many centers do you all have right now so three mm-hmm. so we have maran goregaon and anderi okay and then what are the like future plans now for looking at other areas as well but in the western suburbs because that's where we are based out of okay. um and uh, that's where most of our coaches are from as well we don't really want to uh, rapidly go and increase i mean it looks um, fancy to have a lot of centers but i think uh, bringing value and quality is what we uh, sort of uh, prioritize over the number of centers so we want to bring that into the existing uh, centers that we have so what are the major challenges you faced while running the academy that's common with every academy, uh, academy yeah. be it any sport also because uh, parents are the single most important stakeholder in the ecosystem of grassroots so be it anything so be it even say a guitar lesson or be it a skating lesson uh the parent has to be convinced that okay the the two hours or three hours that the parent is taking out for the child and for the parent is worth it because eventually in a city like mumbai uh you know people are leading busy lives uh and we always have the traffic issue so you know bringing the child from school or maybe another class to to the football football academy is also a challenge uh 
yeah. you know so uh, of course that's that's only one aspect uh, number two is obviously with the uh, with the costs as well because the child is not only in football the child is into many activities apart from school so that's a number two uh, uh, problem that exists not problem but i would rather say a concern that exists and number three is with the sport itself um, because there are some parents who look at it as an avenue for uh, you know a professional career so we have a lot of kids who have the talent and the parents want them to pursue a career in football but right now the pathway is sort of very difficult to tread on and um, it's it's improving but the improvements are are slow mm-hmm. and it's not visible you know so uh, for example i don't want to compare it but uh, you know if you look at cricket um as as a career option it's it's far more easier it's far more transparent okay you know if you want to pursue cricket you know you have your pathways you have your ranji trophy you have the local teams and stuff like that ipl but in football it is still very unclear yeah how are you currently handling the social media and digital marketing for fozar yeah so what our main idea was in the start that we tried looking at what the system was set up in the you know in the ecosystem but we realized that there is a lot of uh, generic stuff going out and we thought that as a football academy what can we get out hmm. so we started with the generic uh, photos and stuff like that but then slowly i started realizing that there is much more uh, need of educating the people through either infotainment or stuff like that so we started you know we started making series of you know knowledge about mumbai football there's a series called knowledge layer then there is uh, another one we started talking about basics about football there's one called kicked off also yes kicked off yeah. yeah so that was our basic so our idea was that we wanted to vlog our entire day like you asked what happens yes, the entire yeah. day so we wanted to document what happens behind the scenes you know the cars yeah. and stuff like that you know the basic things that we actually worked out of his car which we have just come yeah, in yeah. <laughs> there are all the yeah, all the equipment i see one video where he's literally trying on the pitch <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that was the kind of thing we went to and wanted to record all that so we did that and that's where we are trying to grow even more so because uh, that's where we are coming into we have a podcast also now we are we are trying to put out the videos the thing is that i i just i'm just handling everything Correct. so it becomes difficult to just keep on pushing out content alone Correct. so that is the main thing and what we want to do is we want to try and educate everyone parents coaches and even the younger generation which are coming in because there's people from right from the age of 14 13 using stuff like instagram or facebook wherever they are so use that and try to make them aware of the game what things are like you know some simple rule change and like you know a simple description now we can't call it simple such as offsides but something like that in the future coming out so that is where we are trying to put out different content now we have just started with a new series yeah. also where we will be answering different questions regarding grassroots football okay. because that is very important right now because we get a lot of questions where we have parents asking us or we have we coaches have also coaches ask, other coaches asking, asking us so that's what we want to get out and make the most of social media that way So education is really important when it comes to grassroots so how are you guys managing that so what we try to do is mostly we try to give them an agenda for a match supposing we tell them ki you know in the last few sessions we've been say concentrating on passing so you know opening up your body while receiving the pass so we want that to happen in this game and then there will be only basic things where he will be instructing where the coach from our side will be asking questions to them you know where can you go we don't tell him to meet the we don't directly instruct that player 
So we tell him you can go. Where can you go? We do spread out while attacking, compact while defending, stuff like that. You're forgetting the most uh, commonly asked question: How to be a coach in India? Yeah. Yeah. How to be a coach in India? Yeah. Not from the sidelines of FIFA manager, yeah. but that is the kind of thing we get. So there are many more questions, similar questions where they, so that's where, you know, conducting workshops or communicating constantly with parents comes into play, mm-hmm. where we make them understand. So recently we had a workshop in Mumbai, Mumbai City. Yeah. So oh, nice. they came down to our session and they had a session with the coaches, parents and kids. kids. So in that, they answer all the questions, you know, right from what is expected of parents how they should work out how they should work along with their child they should promote them uh, promote things like you know you all should try and balance both studies as well as sports you know you don't just go on one and do that and then even for uh, coaches there that was technical but uh, even how to deal with children you know they ask certain questions they have low body if they have a uh, you know a low body language like they are not responding well is there something wrong figure that out and so basically the, those type of things. So I think educating is important. So that's where we are generally trying to come in. Other than technical skills, understanding the psychology required when handling young kids is crucial. Is that something you guys experience on a daily basis when you train them? Just imagine the, the kind of pressure the child is in. Yeah. You know? uh, firstly, academics and he's overburdened with, overwhelmed and overburdened with studies plus tuitions. Okay, and then in the in a match, you have the coach shouting, you have the parent also shouting, mm-hmm. you know. So that's and and the teammates asking for a pass. So the 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 pressure at such a young age is is mind-boggling. It's something that we didn't go through probably, and uh, it's something that as coaches, as instructors, as teachers, we need to you know protect the child and you know uh, do a positive reinforcement so that the child doesn't get overburdened with uh, with this kind of stress. You know, so you're extremely right. I mean, that's that's something that even, you know, we look at like psychology more with the parents than the kids per se. Like what your friend did was perfect. Like, you know, he got yeah. the child to come out of his shell. You know, so those kind of small acts go, go a long way. Because that's how they, they respond like that. That we, And earlier, most, there are most coaches who don't consider this. And they put them down in front of everyone. And these are under 8, under 10 kids. They are unaware. And that might go when they grow up. That is going to be like a wound which is not healed. Yeah. And then that can be projected on other things. Yeah. Which is so, the, That's why we have like sports psychology is a very big... Uh, yeah, so simple things that even we do, you know, uh, because it's a, it's a turf, the steel uh, metal gate. And, you know, we, we tell each of the kids that, you know, okay, whenever you go out for water or water break, one of you has to hold a door so that the other person doesn't get hurt and take turns. Everyone should, you know, so small things, you know, which probably would help in life values later when they grow up. Uh, it, 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 it brings a, it brings a change. So, we, you know, we are constantly looking to learn and see what other coaches do, share our experiences with other, other coaches so they, they can implement in, in their sessions because uh, the worst thing uh, happening is not a child uh, leaving football at age 13 because he or she is disinterested. The worst thing is that you have a negative experience in football and you use it in your daily life. Yeah. You know, so that's that's one thing that we don't want. So let's talk about your passion for Italian football. Where did that begin? For everyone who's uh, started uh, following an Italian club, it's it it's been because of an Italian player. So it it could be a Maldini or it could be a Del Piero or a Totti. Um, so the first tournament I watched was Euro 2000. That's where Totti scored the Panenka over Van oh, okay. uh, Supported Italy during the 2002 World Cup. 
Totti got wrongfully sent off against South yeah. Korea. Brian Moreno, best referee <laughs> in the world. Um, then I think I started playing the PS and I started taking Roma because Totti was there. That's that's how it slowly began um, and uh, began and it it sort of um, 2004 or 2004 was the first season where. For, I I I don't know if if it existed earlier, but Sony or Ten Sports got the rights for for Serie A that year. That's when I started following Roma. And two thousand five, two thousand six onwards, I've not missed a single game. Oh, nice. So two thousand five, uh, right from the start of the season, uh, I've been following them on Ten Sports or through LiveScore dot com. Believe it or not, mm-hmm. it existed in a very uh, rudimentary form back then. Yeah. But um, yeah, so it just. started from there and uh, it's grown ever since so now you said you have a fan club right you are so is that on social media like so yeah. uh, do you all also meet regularly yeah so uh, we formed the fan club some years ago um we had close to 7 to 9 uh, romanisti in mumbai a uh, couple of more in a couple of more of them in uh, chennai calcutta oh, uh, nice. kerala uh indians have gone to the middle east or indians have gone to italy you know so we have a good amount of uh, members across the world right now so uh, yeah initially in the first game that we actually met together was the three all chelsea draw uh, at sandwich bridge so we had the semi final yeah uh but then yeah we uh, it's generally we go to each other's places more than anything else we had a nice uh, screening uh, at the uh, uh at a pub in andheri when we played liverpool away and although there were like 50 60 of them and we were 5 6 we were quite loud mm-hmm. uh, so that that was a good screening as well so uh, otherwise typically we just go you know uh, to each other's places so we, we watch the roma barca at my friend's place the, the roman tada and um, we are on twitter and on facebook and on instagram and how do you guys engage as a fan club last year the juventus milan and uh, the roma fan clubs decided to play a seven side tournament um and you know we had a proper league system in that oh, in, in which we won so we were gloating for a year <laughs> and uh, this year we had an event organizer called kasagai mumbai they they do a lot of things so uh, them along with sony pictures network because they they broadcast seria they made it bigger so we this weekend this saturday we had a calcio india campionato which had fan clubs of milan inter juve again uh, napoli for the napoli. first time there are two napoli fans and us so uh, we had a round robin uh, group stage um, and uh, Yeah, so we came second in that. Milan came first, and then top two played a final, and we won on penalties. Yeah. So we retained our Indian squad as well. So we won the. So this was five aside, but this was much bigger, much larger. Got attention from Sony, Roma. Yesterday on the Twitter, have uh, shared or you know they've tweeted about it. So the Roma English, Roma Italian, Roma Swahili, and Roma Nigerian handles have posted about uh, oh, okay. this whole thing. So we've got great traction and coverage from there. Like. I think on Twitter itself, our following grew to about sixty followers because of you know this tweet going out from the official Roma handles. So thanks, thanks for coming on the podcast. Thanks, Mr. Man, and all the best. Thanks for listening to the first episode of the Onside Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast. We are available on all your major platforms as well as check out our podcast section at Onside. In thanks.